Well, well, well. Hello. To episode 17. Spooky Edition. Spooky Edition. It's Halloween. We're uh, doing something a little different this time around. Uh, we picked a spooky location. Um, you will find out about this location tomorrow. It's very significant in our uh, YouTube series. In the season finale of Brattlebrook. How will it end? Who knows? Only we know. Yep. Guess you'll have to tune in. But, you know, by the time this airs, it'll be too late. So, we're doing it unscripted, and we have yeah. no... We have nothing planned. We have no script this time, so nothing so, to go by, no outline. Gonna tell stories, we're gonna, man. Yeah, we're gonna go right off the bat, but uh, I figure we'll try... We'll try looking for some fucked Halloween towns, you know? We'll see what Google fucking gives us for fucked Halloween towns. And, um... Okay, and the first result was Pornhub. Halloween town porn videos. So, yeah, that's not what I was looking for. Halloween costumes XXX teen porn. Oh, X videos. Is my thing, like... Is there a way to filter this? Out. I don't know. It should already be filtered, right? It's a brand new phone. We need to filter. Um, oh, I'll crack open a beer. Yep, there it is. <sighs> the crack open of a beer. <sighs> oh, man. Yeah, we'll try this again. Nope, I guess it's going to show up with that. Uh, okay, well. We're on multiple patrols tonight. It is mischief night, and we are watching these little fucking goblins out here, trying to fuck up anything in the park. Gotta keep the park clean, you know. It's okay. It's fall. How about this? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Halloween town names. Halloween town names. Okay, I guess uh, we'll go with the first one because it's closest to us, Sleepy Hollow, New York. Yeah. That one's pretty cool. Uh, I think I drove through it once, maybe. Don't forget about Half Moon, New York. Half Moon? Yeah, it's where Wolf lives. Oh. Mm-hmm. How about Frankenstein, Missouri? Frankenstein, Missouri. Or maybe Red Devil, Alaska, if you want to get a little devilish. thought it would be blue because it's cold. There's Devil's Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Don't forget about Hell, Michigan. Mmm. This place, Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina. Go there because that's where Gravedigger's from. I feel like we mentioned that before. Yeah. I'll mention it again. Pretty sure that was in episode two, Swamp Talk. Ooh, They're here we go. Chickens. What's this? I'm clicking this. 
Alabama. I guess you guys. <laughs> no way. All right, in Alabama they have pumpkin setter, Alabama. Oh, they must set screamer, pumpkins. Alabama. Slaughter landing, Alabama. Trickum, Trickum, Alabama, and yelling settlement. God damn! Remind me never to go to Alabama. Never go. We already mentioned that one. Uh, Arizona also has a pumpkin center and a pumpkin Skull center. Valley. Oh, and Tombstone, Arizona. Arkansas has Black Cat, Arkansas. Don't forget about Death Valley. Death Valley. I'm sure we'll come across that. Uh, Pumpkin Bend, Arkansas. Tree. That's that's where they bend pumpkins. I guess treat Arkansas. That's probably like you know where the trick or treat part, the treat part of trick or treat comes from. You have to go all the way to Arkansas. Yellville. Everyone yells. California has Devil Canyon, Devil's Den, Devil's Elbow, Hell, and Pumpkin Center. Why? I guess there's two hells. I get. Why is Pumpkin Center like? Do you guys not? have pumpkins so you have like a whole fucking place dedicated to pumpkins where everyone goes to buy their pumpkins the pumpkin setter colorado spook city okay that's i don't think that's what you. i don't think that's supposed to be spooky (laughs) 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 oh my god connecticut devil's backbone in firetown no i never heard of firetown Delaware, Slaughter, Delaware, and Slaughter Beach, Delaware. That's where they slaughter everyone. I, if I ever go on vacation in Delaware, I definitely want to go totally to Slaughter Beach. Totally go to Slaughter Beach. Yeah. Get slaughtered. Sounds safe. Get my Florida slaughtered. Has Dead Man's Landing, probably from the pirate days, and Pumpkin Center. Oh, my God. Uh, so many pumpkin centers. This I wonder is if fucking it's an actual store. Yeah, but, like... Classified as its own town or place. Georgia. Pumpkin, Georgia. Skullhead. Slaughter Creek. Treat and Trickum. Oh, Trickum. Don't want to go Trickum again. Trick Idaho has Devil's Ladder. Oh, here you go. Illinois. Booze. Boo. Oh, like booze. Like booze. Ooh, there's a lot of booze. Indiana. Dead Man's Crossing, Ooh. Munster, Pumpkin, oh my god, fuck Pump, out of here. Dude. Pumpkin Center again? Yeah, dude. Kentucky, oh my god, Pumpkin Center oh again. Oh my god, fuck you and your Spider. Pumpkin Center. Spider. I'm going to see if that's an actual like, superstore. Yeah, so look up what Pumpkin Center actually is. Uh, Kentucky has Spider, Transylvania Beach, Ooh. Louisiana, oh my god, another Pumpkin Center. Dude, what is this? Slaughter, Spider, Transylvania, and Treat. Do you just dedicate towns to Halloween? Here we go. All right. It's a it's a lawn and garden center. The store must be so big that they just make it a town. That's how big that store is. Maine, Dead Man's Corner. Yeah. Maryland. Holler. Holler. Spook Hill. 
probably not spooky. Massachusetts, Satan's kingdom. Yep, that's <laughs> kind of near us. Well, that's pretty cool. Michigan, Devil's Corner, Devil's Elbow. I think we already said all this. Which How lake? Many body oh. pieces are out there. Uh, there's a lot of de- What if the devil is all of America? Maybe America is the devil. Mississippi, Bloody Springs, Merry Hell. Mm. Missouri has a devil's elbow. There's the other devil's elbows. Yeah. He must have like nine elbows. Yeah. Up oh, Nebraska's got Devil's Gap. <laughs> New Hampshire has bloody Must be his butt. <coughs> <coughs> butt crack. New Hampshire bloody uh, and Hell Hollow. New York fresh kills, great kills, kill buck, pumpkin, pumpkin hollow, pumpkin hook, sleepy hollow, suicide corners, West Kill. Holy shit! Ooh, it's a lot of killing going on in New York. North Carolina Bat Cave. That's where Batman lives. Half hell. Uh, Kill Devil Hills. Yeah, we said that. Pumpkin Town. Seven Devils. Ooh, that makes sense. That's why there's a lot of devil elbows. Yeah, so there's seven of them. That's because there's seven devils. Yeah. Transylvania County. Uh, North Dakota has Devil's (laughs) Lake. Ohio. Bloody Corners. Candy Town, Dead Man Crossing, Dead Man's, Devil Town, Hell's Corner, and Pyro. Oklahoma, Dead Woman Crossing, Slaughterville. Oregon has Witch Hazel. Oh. Witch Hazel? Yeah. It's a fucking seasoning. It's also something you can wipe your butthole with. Mm. Uh, Pennsylvania has Hershey. I'm drinking Hershey beer tonight. Yeah, he is. Uh, South Carolina, Devil's Crossroad. <clears throat> South Carolina, um, Pumpkin Town, South Carolina, and Spiderweb, South Carolina. Huh? Ooh, Spiderweb, that's a different one. Yeah. Let's see, South Dakota has a Pumpkin Center. Okay. Tennessee has all the things that we've said. Texas oh, has good. Chocolate Bayou. Ooh. How is that spooky? Well, because it's named out of chocolate. Whoa, that's a crazy looking fucking thing. It's a tree trunk. No, it's, well, I mean, that's what people say it is, but it's called Devil's Tower. Uh, Utah, Devil's Slide. Oh, we have Devil's Pulpit here in Great Barrington. Yes, we do have Devil's Pulpit. It's pretty cool. Yes, we have <coughs> Devil's Pulled it's Pork. a giant stick of Devil's Pulled Pork. Of, uh... It's just a giant rock that stands by itself, like a column. It's pretty dope. Hell of a hike, though. Hell of a hike. Yep, Virginia. Okay, Goblin Town makes Ooh, Goblin sense. Goblin Town. Little Hell. Not not the big one. Not big hell, but little hell. Screamersville. Again, where everyone screams. West Virginia has Pumpkin Town, Scary, and Skull Run. Wisconsin, Devil's Corner, Wyoming, Casper. That's where Casper's from. Uh, Devil's Den, Devil's Tower, and Skull Creek. And that's it. It's a lot of fucking same fucking town names all around the United States. I'm going to make a town and I'm going to call it Fudge Factory. 
It's where you get all your fudge. Fucking make fudge. Fucking pack fudge. Whatever you do with fudge, you do it in fudge yeah. town. You pudge you pudge that facker. And pudge it real good. Next we have Fuck! Fuck! Well, this goes away, I guess. No wearing a mask in public. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> well, now <laughs> you have to. Joke's on you, you fucking idiot. Yeah. In Walnut Creek, California, USA, you actually need a permit to wear a mask on Halloween. They created this law to try and prevent people from causing trouble. You fucking We're idiots! Trouble right now by watching the fucking Brad. You guys are fucking Wonder if it works. Probably not due to a pandemic. I wonder if during the pandemic you gotta get a permit for your mask. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. No, only about. on Halloween. To wear your mask. Right. On Halloween, yeah. yeah, you gotta go you in. Gotta you gotta go get that fucking that, that's a permit. good way for the town to make a lot of fucking money. Mm. Because you have to wear yeah. a mask. Pandemics are a great way for towns to make a lot of money. Pretty soon there'll be a mask tax. No wearing sunglasses or a hood. In Dublin, Georgia, USA, not only are you not allowed to wear a mask on Halloween if you are older than 16, you also can't wear sunglasses, a hood, or anything else that may cover your face out in public. Well, that's just a store rule everywhere. You can dress up in your own home, though. Or at least that's legal. No trick-or-treating after 8 p.m. I feel like that's everywhere. In Bath Bathurst, uh, NB, what, what's NB? Nebraska. Nebraska. You can Wait, be... Wait, that N-E? I don't know. It might, what, it might ba- be New Brunswick. Bathurst, NB. You can be fined for <clears throat> trick-or-treating after 8 p.m. You can blame some particularly rowdy teenagers for this rule. Super rowdy. Which came into effect after some teens were being a little too wild. How late do you like to stay out on Halloween? As late as I fucking want to. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm an adult. I feel like I could trick-or-treat as long as I want to. Because I'm not a teen, so... No trick-or-treating on Sundays, so if Halloween falls on a Sunday, you're shit out of luck. It's totally against God. In Reheboth Beach, Delaware. So in Delaware, USA, trick-or-treating is illegal on Sundays. Other cities have this rule as well, because they don't want Halloween to disrupt people who celebrate Sabbath on Sundays. Sabbath. A religious Uh, day uh. of rest. If Halloween falls on Sunday, kids are expected to go out on Saturday night. Yeah. Makes more sense because it's not a fucking school night. No silly string. No silly string. It's flammable. Don't you dare use silly string. In Hollywood, California, USA, people are not allowed to use silly string between midnight. You can only use serious string. On Halloween... 
to noon the following day. So from midnight on Halloween, which, okay, I guess that makes sense. It's all fucking day. To November 1st, noon time. So that's 36 hours. Yeah. That's fucked. 36 hours. You can only get serious string. I wonder where we can buy a serious string. Like, <clears throat> it I guess it comes out straight and it's like all hard. Yeah, well, things got a little too out of control. That's why that one got brought into effect. Should have bought some silly string tonight. No trick-or-treating after grade 8. In Belleville, Missouri, the mayor of the town passed a law saying only kids up to grade 8 were allowed to go out trick-or-treating because he felt that Halloween should only be for little kids. Seems reasonable. Unless you Fuck are a that. very tiny ninth grader who really, really, really wants candy. Oh, in ninth grade, I really want candy, so I want trick-or-treating. No fucking clowns! <laughs> in 2014, the town of Vendergoss, France. Oh, so in France. France. Not even, so we don't have to worry I about this. I thought the last one was an American because we used eighth grade, not grade eight. They banned dressing up as a clown for Halloween and for the entire month of November. What? Yeah, you can go trick-or-treating in November. No. Just dressing up like a clown for the whole oh. entire month of November. For anyone age 13 and older, this happened because some people were dressing up as evil clowns and scaring people in the streets. Oh, boy. God forbid you scare somebody. Well, France... You just went and ruined it for the rest of the world. France sucks. That's why no one likes French Canadians. Too fucking French. I hate French so much, I don't even eat French fries. I eat curly fries. Oh, God. Remember when they called French fries freedom fries? Yeah. Those are fucking good. They're the same fucking thing. I know, but they're... (laughs) They're better because of the name. You can taste the freedom? Yeah, you can definitely taste it. I taste these freedom fries. I taste the freedom. You bite into it and... uh, and Uh, Yeah, DSB will be in the ring soon. We're probably going to die. One of us is going to die. My body's more prepared for cold. My body is not ready. My body is a temp. Oh fuck! Oh shit! Shit! Oh shit! Oh fuck! Dude. Uh oh. <laughs> My God! <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> oh. Uh, I should probably put this beer away. Just in case someone calls the cops on that. Uh, hopefully it's not after 10. Oh, it is. Oh, good. It's 9.58. Oh, we had two minutes. We're good. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck just happened there. After that fucking thing. Jesus Christ. A fear of vampires spawned by consumption. 
Okay, that's weird. During the 19th century, the spread of tuberculosis or consumption claimed the lives of entire families in Rhode Island, Connecticut, Vermont, and other parts of New England. Oh, so all around where we live. Fantastic. Before physicians were able to explain how infectious diseases were spread, hopeless villagers believed that some of those who perished from consumption preyed upon their living family members. This spurred a grim practice of digging up the dead and burning the their internal organs. Wow. What? Why witches fly on brooms? Yeah, you can read that one. The evil green-skinned witch flying on her magic broomstick. Maybe a Halloween icon. And a well-worn stereotype. But the actual history behind how witches came to be associated with such an everyday household object is everything but dull. Oh, is that it? No. no. <laughs> I believe it's all that. Oh. The earliest known images image of witches on brooms dates back to fourteen fifty one. I was I wasn't even born yet. No, none of when us were. Two illustrations appeared in the French poet Martin La Franck's manuscript Le Champion das Dames. <laughs> the defender of ladies. Uh, the association between witches and brooms may have roots in a pagan fertility ritual in which rural farmers would leap and dance astride poles, pitchforks, or brooms in the light of moon to encourage the growth of their crops. This broomstick. I keep looking up like there's a camera there. <laughs> this broomstick dance became confused with common accounts of witches flying through the night on their way to orgies and other illicit meetings. Wow. Wow. They just assume orgies. I didn't know that witches were So it was immediately sexual. Associated with fuck. Oh! They're fucking dancing on brooms. They're fucking going to orgies. <laughs> fucking heathens. I bite my thumb at thou. Why haunted houses opened during the Great Depression? I had no idea that that is when they started. Um, okay. Because all the poor people need money, so they'd be like, oh, my house is haunted. Come on in. Charge 15 bucks. In the period leading up to the Great Depression, Halloween had become a time when young men could blow off steam by sucking each other off. No, just kidding. And cause mischief. Sometimes they went too far. In 1933, parents were outraged when hundreds of teenage boys flipped over cars Holy shit. Damn. Sawed off telephone poles. I keep thinking this is 1451 still. No, this is 1933. So they're flipping over cars, cars sawing off telephone poles, 
and engaged in other acts of vandalism across the country. Like so orgies. They yell at us for spray painting shit. But back in the 1933s, they were literally destroying shit. That's fucked. People, people began to refer to that year, year's holiday as Black Halloween. Whoa. Why's it gotta be black? Similar to the way they referred to the stock market crash four years earlier as Black Tuesday. Whoa. Why's it gotta be black? Rather than banning the holiday as some demanded, <clears throat> many communities began organizing Halloween activities and haunted houses to keep restless would-be pranksters occupied. So, wow. It was the birthday of Mischief Night? It was, yeah. Pretty much the Yeah, basically. Because like. the picture here shows like a night mischief-inspired community to open up haunted houses. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Oops. Oops. Jack-o'-lanterns and Legend of Stinky Jack. Mm. Well, it sounds like Muskrat Jack. Ah, maybe that's who they're referring to. Maybe, maybe he's some... I mean, he's been around for a long yeah, time. Yeah, we have no idea. Just one day we ran into him and it looked like he was already living there for And he does years. smell bad, so maybe Stinky Jack is one of his names. Yeah, I'm clicking all those cans all day, all that rotten beer and stuff pouring on him. <laughs> Not pissing on himself. Pissing on himself and stuff. Fucking Jesus Christ. An Irish myth about a man named Stinky Jack is believed to have <clears throat> led to the tradition of carving scary faces into gourds. Ooh. According to the legend, Jack tricks the devil into paying for his drink and then traps him in the form of a coin. Irish people and coins, man. Leprechauns, they're always chasing the fucking uh, pot of gold, which is gold coins. Lucky charms. Yep. All kinds of things. All kinds of gourds. The devil eventually takes revenge, and Stinky Jack ends up roaming Earth for eternity without a place in heaven or hell. Oh, I know what a Stinky Jack is. It sounds like a leprechaun. No, it's when you shit the <clears throat> pumpkin. <laughs> Sounds like a good day. Jack does, however, have a lighted coal, which he places. Coal? Yeah. Which he places inside a carved turnip and uh, creating the original jack o' lantern. Oh. So, why are we using pumpkins? I feel like we should just use a turnip. I mean, yeah. I think. Turnips should be the new pumpkin. They're yeah. probably cheaper. Yeah, they probably, probably last they're longer. Smaller, yeah. They're and you dense can eat as it. fuck. Yeah. Well, you can eat. Well, pumpkin, yeah, you can eat all but... gourds. Well, not all of them. Abraham Lincoln's ghost in the White House. So, oh, is it his ghost or the one that he saw? Four years, presidents. First ladies, guests, and members of White House staff have claimed to have either seen Abraham Lincoln or felt his presence. Ah, oh, man. I just... I feel like if I was in the White House and I felt like this cold air brush up on me or like 
my breath being taken away, I would just immediately assume that it is Abraham Lincoln's presence upon me. The wind is cold tonight. It must be Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln's presence upon me. Okay, Grace College Coolidge, wife of Calvin Coolidge, whatever, the 30th president, I don't know, uh, was the first person to report have seen the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. She said he stood at a window of the Oval Office, hands collapsed behind his back, gazing out over the Potomac, Potomac? I don't know. Uh, perhaps still seeing the bloody battlefields beyond. It sounds like a post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's... Uh, Fucking Abraham Lincoln. Fucking Abraham Lincoln. I'm feeling his presence upon you. Spear photography claims to capture ghost on film. <laughs> In the post-Civil War era, when many Americas were reeling from the, a loss, a photographer named William Mumler claimed to capture ghosts on film while taking selfies for practice. One of Mumler's prints came back with an unexplainable aberration. Did they really call it a selfie? No. Although he was quite alone in the room when the shot was taken, there appeared to be a figure at his side. A girl <laughs> who was made of light. Whoa. Amazing. Mumler showed the photo <laughs> to his spiritualist friend who told him the girl in the image was almost certainly a ghost. Mumler then began a swift business in so-called spirit photography. This guy sounds like a fucking scam artist. I didn't know that selfies existed back then. Me either. Interesting. Irvin writes The Legend of Sleepy Hollow after fleeing yellow fever. What? Okay, Washington Irvin's 1820 tale of the headless horseman who terrorizes the real-life village of Sleepy Hollow is considered one of America's first ghost stories and one of the scariest. Scary. It is so fucking scary. I'm scared. I'm so scared. Irvin may have drawn inspiration to his story while a teenager in Terrytown, New York. Uh, he moved to the area in 1798 to flee a yellow fever outbreak in New York City. Yellow fever! Irvin's story takes place in New York village of Sleepy Hollow. Of course it does. That makes sense now. A lanky newcomer and schoolmaster Itch Ichabod Crane Ichabod. I th yeah, I believe that's his name. Is chased by a headless horseman in the tale. Irvin weaves together actual locations and family names and a little bit of revolutionary war history to pure imagination and fantasy. Okay, well, I guess there's some truth to his 
fake ass lying bitch tale of Sleepy Hollow. There is no headless horseman. Horror, horror, That's not part of it. <laughs> Wait, where would you read? <laughs> right there. On November 13th, 1974, 23-year-old Ronald Butch DeFeo Jr. murdered his entire family. Oh, hey, is that the Amityville Horror House? I don't know. It is. It says it right there. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's by us, too, isn't it? Kinda. Well, he killed his family in their sleep. One year later, the Lutz family purchased the house in Amityville, New York, where the horror took place. George and Kathleen Lutz then claimed they experienced shocking paranormal phenomena in the house. Green slime oozing from the walls. A creature with red eyes and multiple family members levitating in their beds. Sounds like a terrible dream. Sounds like a terrible movie. Yeah, it was alright. The claims appeared in J. Anson's 1977 book, The Amityville Horror, which inspired the 1979 movie of the same title, which inspired many more movies. With the same title. With the same title. Why? Mary Shelley carried her dead husband's heart. Whoa. Ooh. Frankenstein author Mary Shelley is world-renowned for her terrifying fiction, but few knew that she had a dark secret of her own. Shelley's dark. husband, Percy, drowned at a young age of 29. Wow. Pathetic. You're 29, you didn't even know how to swim. When his boat was caught in a storm in July 1822. Percy's body and those of his fellow sailors were found ten days later. Percy, Shelley, and the others were cremated, but Shelley's heart did not burn, perhaps due to a bout of tuberculosis early in his life. Mary Shelley eventually took ownership of her late husband's heart and is said to have carried it around in a silk bag. Ooh, that's kind of gross. I would have thrown that in the frying pan, cooked it up real good. That's, it didn't burn. That's gross. How does tuberculosis protect against fire? I don't know. We should probably get it so that we can survive fires. I wonder where you can get tuberculosis nowadays. Yeah, yeah you could probably get it in a jar or something. What, tuberculosis? Yeah. I would imagine so. I mean, it's fire retarded. So yeah. Doesn't even know how to burn. <laughs> no, it doesn't, apparently. <laughs> uh, Halloween is synonymous with horror. Whether you're 
attending a haunted house, dressing up as your favorite movie villain, or watching a horror flick. Halloween is a celebration of macabre. For some, however, the horrors of Halloween night are all too real. From random senseless slayings to passion-driven murders, All Hallows' Eve has been deadly in the past. Keep... Oh. That was a good intro. <laughs> it was an amazing intro. Ronald O'Brien has been called the man who killed Halloween and the Candyman. Well, that guy doesn't look happy at all. No, he was very pissed. the Candyman. <laughs> On Halloween 1974, eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien, oh, he was only eight, returned to his uh, Hudson house, or Houston house, from a long night of trick-or-treating, which every kid does at that age. His father, Ronald, gave him one last piece of candy, a pixie stick, which Timothy ate Instantly, within moments, the boy was vomiting, and he died on the way to the hospital. What? After changing his story multiple times, police learned that Ronald was responsible for his son's death as he had poisoned the candy with cyanide. I remember those days when people would just poison other people with cyanide. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, that was just yesterday. Turns out Ronald was in debt and had taken out life insurance policy on his children. A year later, he was found guilty of the murder and he was given the death penalty by lethal injection. They should have just gave him a pixie stick. Uh, the murder left its marks, though. Parents today still check their kids' candy to see if it's been tampered with. It's been a huge thing when we were a kid. Oh, let me check your candy. Don't take any fruit from anybody's house and I have a razor blade in it. Like, who the fuck? That's like the, that's like the parents that are afraid that someone's going to give their child a weed candy. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is going to spend money to give kids weed candy? Not me. Shit's too expensive. Fucking idiots. Two friends. Leslie and Mazzara. And... Adrian Insagna were stabbed late one Halloween night. Stabbed. Leslie Mazzara, Adrian Insagna. Come on. Did they fucking plan that? And their friend Lauren Menza. Oh my god. This is fucking. You guys. We're busy handing out candy to trick or treaters. At their Napa, California home on Halloween night, 2004. At around 11 p.m., the three women went to bed, not knowing that there would be one more visitor that night. Mm. Minza awoke to a scream from the upstairs bedrooms, ran out of the house, and drove away, leaving her two friends behind. Fucking bitch. Mazara and Insagna, both 26, were stabbed to death upstairs. Eric Matthew Koppel, a friend of one of the victims, eventually turned himself in and confessed to the murders, though he never told anyone his motive. 
the Napa Valley Registry reports Koppel uh, is serving life sentence without possible parole. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> he was a friend of one of the victims, so he probably knew the other one that got away. Do you not think, like, I don't know. That's kind of fishy. That whole thing's fishy. Here you go. feel like the friend planned that shit out. Oh, obviously. Like the fucking two chicks that stabbed their friend 19 times for Slenderman. Yeah. Oh my god, this guy looks like Dwight Schrute. <laughs> the Toolbox Killer's Murder. Murder. The Toolbox The Toolbox Killers murdered for the last time on Halloween in 1979. And judging by that mustache and that hair, it is totally 1979. <laughs> 1979, Shirley Ledford was hitchhiking home from a Halloween party when two men picked her up in a dingy van. Uh, little did she know that the two men were known as the Toolbox Killers. Lawrence Bittaker and Roy Norris were famous for picking up female hitchhikers and then torturing them with tools typically found in a toolbox. Hence the name Toolbox Killers. They often took pictures of their victims during the slayings. After torturing Ledford, they dropped her body on a stranger's lawn. Oh, there you go. Just drop it on someone else's lawn and blame them for it. It totally works every time. If you're going to kill somebody, drop them on someone else's lawn. Yep. It totally, totally. You know, better yet, leave a note saying it totally wasn't Or real. drop it on your lawn. Yeah, drop it on your lawn. And they'll never suspect it. Yeah, because people always drop them off on other people's lawns. So if you drop it off on your own lawn... Be like, oh my god, I was framed. Yeah. Oh my god, I don't know what that body is. I don't know who led for, uh, that chick is. After torturing Ledford, they dropped her... Oh, I already read that. Wait, did I? Yeah. Dropped her off on the neighbor's yard. Ledford became the pair's fifth and final victim after a friend turned them in. Well, that's why you don't brag about things to your friends. Bittaker was sentenced to death but died in 2019. Oh, wow, just last year. Of natural causes. Norris, who cooperated, or cooperated in the investigation. Hey, now. I clicked on a link. Yep, for the car. Stupid car ads. I'm going to throw in a car ad just to piss you guys off. And you're going to click it. No, I'm just going to make him listen to it right now. Norris, who cooperated in the investigation, was given 45 years to life. Wow. Yeah. Fucking Chuck Norris, man. Killing people and dumping them on people's all the people's lawns. Martha Moxley died after attending a Halloween party. The night before Halloween in 1975, 15-year-old Martha Moxley left her Connecticut home to attend a costume party. On Halloween morning, she was found dead in the backyard, beaten to death by a golf club, according to the New York Times. By that, 25-year-old, or 25 years later, Michael Scackley who was also 15 at the time of her slaying, was convicted of the murder and sentenced to 25 or 20 years to life in prison. 
He maintained his innocence, and on May 4th, 2018, the Connecticut Supreme Court vacated his conviction. In in 2020, CNN reported that the case was reopened to the public. Okay, so, sorry, but no one's ever going to know who killed you. Martha. Yeah, Martha Stewart. In Japan. A Japanese exchange student in 1992 never made it home. Oh, never mind, I read way too quick and just assumed. A Japanese exchange student in 1992 made it, never made it to his Halloween party. Aw, oh, poor little Yang Chong never made it. When Yoshihiro Hattori, a Japanese exchange student, went out on Halloween night in 1992... He was heading to a party in New Orleans. That sounds fun. Unfamiliar with the neighborhood, Hattori struggled to find the address of the event. When he eventually thought he found the house, he knocked. That's usually what you do when you find a house and you go up to it and you knock. What a stupid sentence. Why didn't they just reword it some other way? When he got no answer, he walked back towards his car. That's normal. Suddenly, the door of the house opened. Tori said, We are here. <laughs> that wasn't even close to being Japanese. We are here for the party. But the man in the doorway shot Hatori with a revolver. Oh, damn. So, like, you know... Probably shot him because he's Japanese. Fucking idiots. Turns out Tori was at the wrong address. Well, no shit. When police questioned the homeowner, Rodney Pierce, he claimed that he had been scared. Who the fuck is scared of an Asian? Who are you scared he's going to school you in math or debates? <laughs> like, come on now. Or a spelling bee? Jesus Christ. Not every Japanese person knows some form of martial arts. They'll fuck you up in math, though. Um, Anyways, he was scared and thought the student was trespassing on his property with criminal intent. An Asian kid? Uh, Pierce? I mean, he was walking away. (laughs) Who? He walked towards his car. He le- oh yeah, turned no away. He walked towards his car, and he still shot him. Like he probably thought he was gonna grab some math problems out of his car. Should be illegal. Uh, he was charged with manslaughter. Yeah, good. But invoked the Castle Doctrine, in which Americans claim to have the right to apply lethal means to protect their homes. Yeah, well, the guy was walking away, so if he got away, scot-free, that just goes to show that our, whatever it is, our system is flawed. Yep. Uh, He was found not guilty. Yeah, of course. But, he said, sometimes I feel like he's still in America. Oh, this is the kid's father. Sometimes I feel like he's still in America, Hattori's father told Japan Today in 2012. Someday he'll come home, I say to myself. Well, 
He's fucking dead, bro. Yeah, he got killed by a useless Some American douchebag that thinks you can just shoot anybody on your property. Oh, if they're coming to my house, I'll just fucking shoot them. Peter Fabiano died in what police said was a crime of passion in the late 50s. When Peter and Betty Fabiano went to sleep Halloween night in 1957, they thought they were finished with trick-or-treaters, but in the middle of the night, the doorbell of their Los Angeles home rang. Peter got out of bed and brought candy to the door. Why would you do that at midnight? On the doorstep, on the doorstep was a woman wearing a mask. She raised her hand, which was in a paper bag, and shot him in the chest. He died instantly. According to Los Angeles Times, police eventually arrested a woman named named Joanne or Joan Rebel, who reportedly had a sexual relationship with Peter's wife, Betty. It's believed Rebel talked uh, talked another woman, Goldine Pizer, into murdering Peter. Rebel was convicted of second-degree murder along with Pizer and was sentenced to five years to life in prison. Damn. And both women were later released. <laughs> Betty was never tried for any connection in her husband's death. Damn. Damn. Never get married. Johnny Frank Garrett was convicted of strangling a nun to death on All Hallows Eve. That's a very 70s picture, too. Wow, it's 1981. Look at this mustache. Everyone had... Oh, man. On October 31st, 1981, Sister Tadia Benz body was found naked on a convent in Texas. The other nuns in the house noticed a broken window in the community room. So they called the police immediately. Authorities found Ben's body. Nope, they didn't find her body. They found her clothing and a knife under the bed. Mm. Meanwhile, what was she doing with a knife under her bed? Masturbating with it. An autopsy revealed the nun was stabbed. Couldn't tell by the stab wounds. Strangled and sexually assaulted. Ooh. She had a great last couple minutes of her life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to listen to an hour of this shit. (laughs) Police arrested a man who lived across the street named Johnny Frank Garrett. After a witness saw him running from the convent, convent uh, that evening. Convent. Convent. Uh, he was convicted and sentenced to death in 1992. Immediately. Just Eleven years later. His last words were reported to be, "I'd like to thank my family for loving me and caring for me, or taking care of me. The rest of the world can kiss my ass." Well, that's a good last name. Her last words. Yeah. Fuck the world. Hmm. Looks like someone threw an egg at that car. Yeah, it does. (laughs) (laughs) 
Carl Jackson was killed over an egging inc- incident. <laughs> Sounds like people in Pittsfield bitching in the Berkshires and fucking infer, in Berkshire info and all that. Oh my god. Hey. I saw kids running down the street. I suck eggs. You should really call the cops. Oh my god. You should see how many eggs I can suck. <laughs> um, can you put down this window? Or turn it on so I can roll down my windows. Yeah. So I can smoke this. Alright, throwing eggs on Halloween night is typically a harmless prank. But in 1998, it turned deadly when 21-year-old Bronx resident Carl Jackson and his girlfriend went to pick up her son from a party. Teenagers threw eggs at their car. Jackson got out of the car to yell at the pranksters to stop. In response, one of the teenagers pulled out a gun and shot Jackson through the head. He died instantly. New York Times reported 17-year-old Curtis Sterling was charged with second-degree murder and criminal possession of a weapon. He was convicted and is serving 20 years. According to New York Times, he received a card in the mail every Halloween that reads, I'm glad you're still there from Jackson's mother. You, yeah, well, for 20 years, so that's 20 cards. Only 20. Only 20. William Liss killed his family members on Halloween. What is with these white people and killing their family, man? In 2010, 16-year-old Devin Griffin came home on Halloween to play video games. At that time, probably the first Red Dead. Play video games after attending church. Definitely not Red Dead. And spending the previous night sleeping out. Probably Red Dead. You notice the Michigan home was too quiet. So he went to check on his family members. Griffin proceeded to find his stepfather in bed. Covered in blood. When police arrived. They found two more bodies. Griffin's mother and brother. Police eventually learned the murderer was Griffin's stepbrother, William Lisk. What a dipshit. Lisk beat his older stepbrother, Derek Griffin, with a hammer, shot his father, William Lisk, five times, because the first time probably didn't kill him, and then sexually assaulted and shot his stepmother, Susan Lisk. Sounds like something you'd find on Pornhub. Lisk pleaded guilty to three counts of aggravated he probably was aggravated murder to avoid the death penalty but was found dead in his jail cell in 2015 from a self-inflicted wound where's the hashtag for that what's his name I don't know fuck him he didn't kill himself yeah A brutal killing on Halloween night in 1981 remains unsolved to this day. Photographer Ronald Sisman and Smith College student Elizabeth Platzman were beaten in their Manhattan apartment on Halloween night in Mm. 1981 before being shot dead. Their apartment was completely ransacked, but nothing seemed missing. The case remains unsolved. That's a really cool shirt. Oh, yeah, that's weird. 
Well, that's it. All right, well, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.